We have a special guest here on Soul Food, the hub for all things R&B. We have Waves Entertainment Journalist, Violet Murphy. Say hey. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so keen to start this little chat we have going on. I feel like the Melbourne like R&B and soul scene is flourishing at the moment, so I cannot wait to see where it goes. Oh, my God. Perfect words. And I think that's so true. We have, like, such beautiful artists that have already been, like, planting themselves, and we're just watching them grow. You're amazing. You do, like, a lot of social media. You were just saying, like, Lucky Entertainment, working um, alongside Waves for a lot of the articles that are on their website as well um doing a bit of the tiktok instagram and youtube like yeah i guess like because you have to be a fan of r&b to be able to do all of this stuff around it what was like your first influential like first few artists that got you into the genre this is a great question and i feel like it's been so long that i can't remember who like the first artists were but in my household like my mom's Samoan and my dad's Australian, so it was a huge mix of different genres coming in and out. And I think growing up, just watching TV shows and movies, like all of the soundtracks that resonated with R&B or hip-hop, I was like, yup, that is my <laughs> genre. That is my genre. Yeah. So, yeah, growing up, there was a heaps. I feel like anyone who pioneered R&B mm-hmm. over in the US, I was very big on. Yes. So, as you said before, like the Ushers <laughs> and the Neos of the world and also, like, I was a huge Beyonce stand back oh, in yeah. the day. Had um, to be. Yeah, you had to be. <laughs> Where were you if you weren't? So, yeah, a whole bunch of different artists, I think, came through and then, only as of recent years, I've really gotten into the Australian scene. I listened to a couple of Australian artists, like, unconsciously. Like, I didn't know that they were Australian yes. when I was younger. And then when I, yeah, when I started Waves and stuff, I was like, they're from Melbourne? Like, they're from Sydney? No way. I, I was so shook. So, yeah, I love where the scene is at right now. But I would love to see it reach even further heights. Yes. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Um, for those of you who haven't, you know, re- uh, read Violet's writing, you did this one um article about like R and B, like hip hop acts that you want to see collaborate. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. This is a yeah. one that I did, and I, it was so funny. I pitched it to to the guys, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that sounds cool." And I, so they're like, "Yeah, like give us a like quick write up, and and we'll see, and we'll see if we approve it." And then they're like, "Oh, we love it. Like let's keep it going." So now it's like a thing, like. I do it semi-regularly and it's I think now the genres aren't just like R&B and soul don't have their own sound because they have so many different elements and aspects of music that are incorporated into a song or an album or an EP so it's yeah I love seeing collaboration within the scene I think that's what's really gonna push it forward and it's what's gonna change uh, local music from being local to international. Yes, that is so, like, I think that's such a valuable insight, the idea that, like, in Nam, the best way that, you know, we can kind of, like, you actually push each other's music up is collaborating and working together. Um, Yeah. Do you have any, like, local artist recommendations by any chance, just from, like, the top of your head, if you remember any? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. So uh, one that I've been, like, listening to recently is um, Mo from the Southeast. He has a very unique sound in the sense that 
He can do slow, melodic mm. soul and also like bumpy 90s R&B, 2000s kind of vibe. And I think that's what I'm looking for in artists now. I don't want to hear just one sound or the same song, like just in a different tone. I want to hear different elements and different stories told throughout those songs. So, yeah, he's an artist that I've been listening to a lot. Um, also, P- Pania is on my playlist nonstop. I cannot get enough of that girl. She just released a double single today. And yep, listening to that back and forth, her and uh, Hamley, the, her producer, they work so well hand in hand. And I think that's a perfect example of collaboration within the scene, making like an artist into a community yes. and having to branch out and make that community support who they are as a as artists. So yeah, yeah, beautiful. Like even if you go on Waves Instagram as well, you guys do like weekly drops of like new songs that have been like released within that week and you also like something I've noticed that is a bit of a signature you guys do is you even credit the production and the producer in the caption yeah what was kind of like the the inspiration for that I guess so I think so waves are based in Sydney and I'm in Melbourne and the four lads that started waves I think they really wanted to see the scene come together as a hub and be the hub of hip-hop and R&B and so with that comes crediting all of your creatives whether it's your music producers your graphic designers videographers I think they're all included in the scene and they all play a massive role in the scene even what you guys are doing here at Sin it's playing a huge part on where the local scene is going so yeah it's really just crediting people who deserve that their flowers oh my god facts giving the flowers that is <laughs> everything that we're about yeah pretty much beautiful and you said you studied at call out so how did you get into like entertainment journalism yeah this is also a really like nice question thank you so much for asking <laughs> it but first when I left uni I'm not a very book smart kind of gal like I like chatting I like you know just playing around to be honest and when I saw this course I just saw people holding an interview mic and I was like that sounds fun I want to do that and so that was the only course that was a short term and I knew that you could choose what kind of industry you'd like to go through with that even though entertainment journalism is like just journalism but it can be the entertainment part is quite broad so Mm. it can be music it can be art it can be poetry it had a huge uh, like selection of different avenues that you could go into and I was really happy with choosing that freedom of hip-hop and music because after high school I was like I can't do anything corporate so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I was like let's do something fun so yeah that's how I got into it the course was only one year so wow. it perfectly suited me with my not book smart vibe and yeah I just I had the best time oh my gosh that's like really inspiring I think like listeners out here as well you know we obviously have a young audience and so like wherever they are they might be in the library even studying or um yeah doing all of that so I think that was a really lovely piece that you shared with us oh my gosh Um, thank you so much yes thank you so much (laughs) yes okay so now we're getting to the nitty-gritty we are putting on our Nancy Drew hats we are salutering why do you think that local R&B music hasn't seen the success like its international counterparts have like when I think about this question I think about Beyonce getting over 500 million streams on her YouTube videos and then Jessica Malboy, our Beyonce in Australia, getting only like 2 million to 5 million views on, on, on YouTube for, for her videos. Why do you think that there's this sort of disparity um, in, I guess, recognition of these R&B artists? Yeah, I think it comes down to support. I think people within the industry sometimes can be afraid to support other up-and-coming artists or just other like big artists in Australia in general. A lot of media outlets 
minutes now, it's very hard to get like time on air or an article written about you. And it's sometimes people shy away from supporting people who they might know or people who are around them because they might perceive people in the US uh, as a higher position or as worthy of like sharing, like a story share or rather than someone who they know locally. So I think it comes down, yeah, all to support. I think also the Australian system doesn't really support creative endeavours in general and that's a massive part of where the Australian scene is at right now, especially with R&B and soul. Yes, I think that's like really important insights that you've made about like the the performing arts industry just being you know, overlooked. And it's quite crazy that that's a thing because um, another thing I've just been talking about throughout the show is the idea that artists have to go overseas, like to LA. Like I think about Mm -hmm. Rini who, you know, goes overseas to LA to record Shredder, who goes overseas because she was found by Jay Sean. It's like, it seems as though, even like Larissa Lambert being, you know, signed by Jeremy's like record label, big American R&B artist. It's like, it seems as though that our little ecosystem here, our R&B ecosystem isn't sufficient or sustainable for local artists. Do you think that artists, local artists in Australia, feel the need or just have to move overseas in order to see worldwide commercial success? Yeah, I think now more so it's like the scene is trying to change where it's trying to hub itself to be domesticated and to stay in Australia. But at the moment, we just don't have the right resources to take us completely international. Um, So I am seeing a lot of artists say like, yep, I'm going to LA to record or I'm just going to America to meet up with so-and-so and and to network. Whereas I think if we networked more in Australia and worked closer together, we could be that hub instead of going over to the US to find whoever, like whatever popularity we're trying to look for. Yeah, I... 100% 100% agree with you because we have so many talented artists, so many like talented people in media, everyone who is involved around the community level are just so genuine. So I definitely agree with you on this one. I guess like now that you've said that, now that you've said that like, you know, it, it seems as though there's not a lot of support um, around R&B artists. What, do you have any proposals as to how the Australian music industry could amplify local R&B acts by any chance? I would love to see the government put more money towards different like artist dedicated venues like where we can have our own live shows i feel like australian artists do do everything themselves they find their own gig spots they find different people who can produce for them whereas overseas sometimes that's already made up like the mm. infrastructures are already made up so it's easier to find a producer or like have a live show because there's dedicated spots to where you go for that whereas in Melbourne specifically you kind of have to like travel around really keep an ear out for what's happening in the area which artists are being where because there's heaps of artists here and there's all different kinds of places that you can be performing gigs and doing your live shows so I'd love to see some more infrastructure around uh, Australian music and especially for local artists and I'd uh, also love to see more networking with bigger companies in a sense I'd love to see a lot more local artists on um, commercial radio yes. uh, getting their airtime you know I know you guys be doing your thing over here and yes. soul food's carrying the carrying the scene you know <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to see especially cater there and new mm. um 
yes. radio station dedicated to uh, hip hop and R and B. So I'd love to see yeah. them bring up more local acts. Hopefully, yes. gradually throughout the years. I'm so glad you brought this up. Like, what do you think about Kada? Because obviously, um, I think they are like part of like bigger media companies, and so um, they've come in as this new project to um, amplify like R&B and hip hop music. Uh, yeah, do you do you like predict any more of these sort of R&B hip hop focused and like yeah like media companies emerging? A hundred percent. I think. Also, with seeing the scene grow, different platforms are going to be growing, whether that is radio stations or online writing platforms or just like social media hubs, podcasts, like you name it. I think everywhere we just need more of everything to support the Australian scene. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's so true. Well, I guess more generally, um, just speaking about the genre, what are your predictions for the future of Australian R&B? I feel like Australian R&B is on the brink of reaching the world. A lot of artists we can see now, especially from Australia, it doesn't necessarily have to be R&B dedicated, but a lot of Australian artists are reaching that national standpoint mm. now. And it's only a matter of time until Melbourne really becomes known as the spot for Australian soul and R&B. So, yeah, I just think it's a matter of time now, a matter of supporting each other, pushing the scene forward and really, you know, hitting it hard with getting people's names out there and sharing with your friends, oh, check out this Melbourne artist, they're so good. And, yeah, just getting the word around, really. Yes, that's, yeah, I, like, I completely agree with you. I think we just have such beautiful talent here. And, like, I think you said earlier in our other interview to start off the show that you were like unconsciously kind of listening to R&B artists, finding out that they're from Melbourne. Like this is exactly the experience I had with Olivia Esculias. Like listening to Rinnie and Olivia, I thought yeah. they were like American. Same. I really <laughs> thought Rinnie was like from overseas, the Same. UK, US. And then I didn't realise until I joined Waves and they were like, oh, Rinnie's actually from Melbourne. I'm hoping that like, you know, artists like Rinnie and, you know, like Olivia, Larissa Lambert, Shredder, like all these amazing R&B artists, I hope that, you know, when time comes, there are more acts and more, like, opportunities, like festivals. Like, we have sold out happening literally tomorrow. Yes. What are your thoughts about it? Like, is this, like, perfect timing or is it too late? Or is what do you think about sold out? Um, I think it's never too late to support Australian artists. So it's great to finally see a festival dedicated to um, R&B and soul in Australia and especially having so many local acts support Kalani. I think that is just crazy that's almost unheard of in the Australian scene so it's so beautiful to see so many acts from not just Sydney or Melbourne but from seriously all over Australia come together and just love the genre and support it yes I reckon we need this to happen like annually I reckon like even a longer lineup like a laneway type Mm -hmm. of lineup because I was looking at the lineup for sold out and there's only like 10 to 15 artists yeah, or so. It's, it's actually not that big. Like, Long, yeah. They have, they have a great range of artists, but, yeah, it's not like a, like, say, your other festivals where yeah. it's, like, you know, you've got different stages and stuff happening. This one is, like, I think maybe just the one stage. Yeah. And it's only a handful of um, artists as well. So, yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. I think yeah. that we definitely need, like, a round two of this and make it bigger, please. Yes, we need our own, like, Coachella, yeah. like, R&B Coachella here. Well, I've got the last question for you, and this is our last show, and this is the last time I'm asking this question until maybe next season. Do you think Melbourne has the taste for R&B music? And I'm talking about 
audience-wise, industry-wise, artist-wise, do you think we have the taste for R&B to succeed and be sustainable here? Yep, 1,000%. Like I was saying before, when it comes to support, I think now a lot more Melburnians are supporting Melburnians. They're choosing to go to a local like artist gig rather than someone who's a massive. So I'm so excited to see where the Melbourne scene will go. We have a lot of people networking and collaborating within our own scene. Um, even in between genres, a lot of people are switching up, mixing the R&B with hip hop or jazz. So it, I think we do have uh, the sound for it. And something about Melbourne is that we don't just have one sound as well. You don't hear a song and you're like, oh, they're from Melbourne. It's sort of like Eclectic. so broad yeah. yeah it's so broad in the yeah. sense like you you can be like oh they're really from melbourne they really did that like it's yeah. surprising and i think that's what's going to keep this scene alive and what's going to really drive melbourne to outshow all the other states no offense hey <laughs> i yes i agree with you just really showing how diverse and multicultural the identities that each of our artists um really speak out about in their songs um that was Beautiful way to oh, gosh. answer that question. Thank you so much. <laughs> I also just wanted to add one thing. Yeah, go for also, it. Also, back to like the networking and getting to know, you know, your local area. I want to bring up Panya. She's a really big figure in my eyes yes, of yes. yeah of what how artists should start pioneering themselves. She she's creating like her almost her own genre of music mm. and her own sound, and she's blended that with massive hip hop elements and um, different like elements from the scene in general so she does obviously her R&B a bit of like sort of melodic rap kind of stuff but she also gets like hip-hop dances from the southeast Ooh. while she's from the west side to collaborate with her and uh, over the week over next weekend she'll be performing at Summer Jam which is like <gasps> yes. a basketball thing and I was like, like Jerome Farrar performed there as yeah, well yeah, yeah that's epic so it's so cool seeing artists not only just dabble in the music industry but to take it to that sports level, I'm like, y'all really shook me there. <laughs> it's very uh, Super Bowl halftime. Yes! <laughs> yes! That's so perfect. I love the way you put that. Yes. And yeah, I really stress Panya's talent as well, like Mahalia sounding, yeah. a bit of trap, a bit of like drill yeah. kind of UK garage sometimes as well. So very diverse artists. What a beautiful recommendation. Um, thank you so much, Violet, for being on our show. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been the best time. Thank you so much. Alrighty, you're here listening on Soul Food. Thank you so much for being with us. You can check us out at Soul Food Sin on Instagram. So that's like Soul Food, like your soul, and then just like food, and then Sin S Y N, and put those all together. Search us up on Instagram. <laughs>